everyone. Welcome back to another week of With Love Alexa. I am talking with Andrew. He's an invisible illness warrior fighting against hereditary spastic paraplegia, or also um, HSP. We're going to be talking all about the neurological disease and how he's raising awareness. Hi, Andrew. You there? Hey, what's up, everybody? How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What about yourself? I'm good. Tired, but good. <laughs> been a long day. How about for you? I mean, it's been a long day. I feel like I accomplished a lot today. Me Despite, too. You know, everything. <laughs> I got a physical, got some coffee, got dinner for tonight. Did some other work around my apartment and just getting ready for the holiday season. Yes. The holiday season's always a crazy one. Trying to get everything done and be everywhere. Yeah, I know the feeling. So, would you maybe tell us a little bit about your background and a little bit about your um, HSP? Yeah, so a little bit about my background is I'm 26. I live in Washington, D.C. I work in Washington, D.C., dealing in the government. And as far as we're going to go uh, on my job, you know. <laughs> That's good with if me. If I go any further, I'm going to have to kill you. Oh. So I don't think anybody <laughs> wants that today. At least that's for New Year's, everybody. That's that's a spoiler alert for you. Oh. But <laughs> I, I grew up in New York and I studied political science and really understanding how politics works. And so I came to D.C. And part of why I like politics is that it's a sport and it's a sport like nothing else, where it is 24-7, and much like business, it is the ultimate sport. And I think that what I have is HSP, which is a genetic disease, and you are born with it, but it can activate at different points in your life, where there are a plethora of people across the world who have different strands of it. I actually have a recessive type meaning that both my parents are carriers and mine has activated for lack of a better word or spawned if you will when i was younger and i think that's part of why i'm interested in politics i also grew up in a very political based family but i had one that that i viewed politics as sport and as the ultimate sport and so naturally where i live in washington dc is a very competitive place and it's perfect for me and then beyond that i'm also a podcaster i created a website i sell items on ebay um and i also deal in stocks and investing and i have a bunch of other projects that i do that are more in the digital space which is also partially derived out of my disease that that I'm dealing with as a person because it does limit me physically but the way the world's going we are becoming more and more digital yes that's true um what were so you said everyone is born with it but sometimes it just that has it that just sometimes doesn't activate um until at another point so I I don't want to say everybody's born with it because I don't know fully well and I don't want to go completely on the record saying everybody's born right, with it, right. but I'm assuming everybody is born with it, from my understanding. And different people have it. It occurs at different levels, I guess, is what I'm saying. So 
But for me, so there are people who are like 60 years old who are now experiencing symptoms of HSP. And I think there's 60 different variants of this disease. And so I like to believe everything, everybody is born with this disease because it is genetic. But I'm not 100% sure on it because given how all the radiation, the fact that I'm using a cell phone, for all we know, it come out in 30 years that cell phones have caused all these diseases and all these genetic diseases, or you could have been hit with like a weird radiation that caused a mutation. So not going 100% on the record, but to, to the point of when I was, and what I'm assuming is I was born with it. I'll go with that. Okay. What were, um, when did you start to like notice like symptoms or that something was going on? So it's weird because I was born with like feet that kind of webbed in a little bit and I guess, you know, sort of had maybe like a two month delay in walking. And then eventually what started happening is that I was playing soccer and I was playing baseball as a kid and I lost interest, not because of, you know, my disability or anything, but what started happening is I started falling more and things started to progress and then you start noticing you know stumbling more and then you go to the doctor and then they're playing the pokey guessing game yeah they're saying well we don't know what this is let's rule out this thing let's rule out that thing let's analyze this thing let's take a look at that thing when literally every test known to man i went to a neurologist and they kind of put a blanket diagnosis on it genetic testing came back to eliminate certain components of it and kind of that's how it happened where it was occurring and it's kind of like if you trip once you don't think anything of it but if you trip five times in a row and there was nothing in the pathway you start asking questions so kind of those early symptoms really were the indicator and then took about five years from that point so started maybe when I was eight-ish and and, and it just got a lot more progressive as I really became, you know, 14, 15 years old is when we really figured out that, okay, maybe it's HSP and it was diagnosed on a neurological level. Okay. What, um, do you still have like bad days with it? Oh, I mean, it's a progressive neurological disease, so it does get worse. And there are days, so just just really cool facts. I'm going to back up. So everybody has neurons, and your system fires differently. So, and this is not dealing with any neurological issue in general, but people on rainy days, when it's colder outside, or there's moisture in the air, or like there's a stiff coldness because it's wintry, you know, you ever feel sluggish, just in general, to anybody because that's because your muscles aren't firing off fast enough. And that's where that sluggish feeling comes from, where when it's hot out and it's 100 degrees, you're like, oh my God, I wish it was cold again. Oh my God, my apartment is so nice with the AC. Your neurons and the way that that your brain is sending things to muscles to fire off actually goes faster in heat. So one of the things is that when it rains out for me, is I could smell when it's gonna pour. I could smell when it's gonna snow, where I just smell it in the moisture at this point. 
And I, I don't physically smell, but it's like a sense. Yeah. And so on, when it's raining, I'm more achy. When it's snowing out, I'm more achy. You know, one of the nice things about living in D.C. is that it's a warmer climate. You know, D.C. isn't the quote-unquote south, but D.C. is a lot more south than people realize than New York, where I'm originally from. Yeah. And so when it's an 80-degree day outside, I am feeling much better than when it's today. It was like 36 degrees in D.C. So today was not oh. a fun day for me when I had to go out to get my physical. Yeah, no, I... um. I agree because I have a different like neurological issue. Um, yeah, but, you you can smell it. You can smell it, and you can feel it in your bones, right? Yep. And I get bad headaches, like when it's going to rain. And you, I, you know it, and then and, and the first reaction you have is then, God, I hope I make it home before it starts pouring, right? I know, yeah. Or um, what's the other? Like the cold is the worst because I get goosebumps, and those goosebumps are like so. Um, painful because like my sense of touch is different like my brain like the signals in my brain like see pain as like someone touching me or um, sometimes my tight pants will affect me when I get sick I know when I'm getting sick so when I get a cold or when I have the flu or when I had food poisoning maybe six months ago, I feel it through my body. Mm-hmm. And so it is worse when when I am sick. You know, it is bad. And and, 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 because, and I know when I'm getting sick because my body starts falling apart and it starts breaking down. And so when I'm having a harder time walking, I can predict that I'm going to be sick. I can predict that it's not going to be fun. So when I'm sick, it's it's bad from from it, it's just bad collectively and and so I am completely understanding that other bad days for me is when I have to walk a long distance yeah so if I, I I'm a big anime con fan I'm a big comic book fan and I don't know how many people are listening from Washington DC but there's a large convention center and the dealers room is in there and so one of the things is that I collect comic books and I get them graded. They put CGC on one end of the room and Artist Alley is on the other. <sighs> and let's just say that maybe you got to walk two and a half football fields between the two distances. Seriously? And standing around a lot. And oh. so those are also rough days because when you have a very physical issue, mm-hmm. it is exhausting because I have muscle tightness. And my muscles don't fire off the same way. And my leg is kind of pushing out on the right side a little bit where it wants to walk on sort of the side of it. And so after one of those days of walking around, I got to ice down my feet. You know, I got to open up a beer, maybe (laughs) two or three beers to just numb the pain because I might as well. Aspirin does the same thing, but one of them has a better side effect than the other for the mental side of everything. (laughs) But those are the bad days is when you have to deal with those types of things. And we can unpack that. Yeah, no, I, I'm i right there with you. Um, I, It's just, yeah, there's like so many different things. And it's hard, too, is like for you, I couldn't imagine like having to deal with something that's progressive. I mean, right now what I do, what I deal with isn't 
progressive that I know of. But it's just like, you never know like what's happening to your body. It's, it's treatable to some degree. So one of the things, and I'll be honest, in which that sometimes you laugh, sometimes, you know, you do something and then and, and you don't take care of yourself and then you got to climb back up and you got to really put effort into it. Mm-hmm. And so right now what I'm doing is that I'm going through a lot of medical procedures and I'm also doing a lot of physical therapy and I'm stretching at home. And so that's the thing is that my lifestyle has to be different then in which that it's very hard and it's actually quite frustrating because it's in it's a use of time and and, and one of the greatest skills in life and one of the greatest assets that, that i have that that i can't replace so i sell and buy items on ebay those are items items can be replaced 99 percent of items can be replaced in some fashion my time it can't be i can't buy back three hours that, 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 that I was going to my physical and doing that today and sitting in Dunkin' Donuts. I can't go buy that time back today. Right. I thought the time was well spent. And so for me, what well, one of the hardest things is that I have to stretch for 15 minutes a day or at least five days a week. And so, plus I go to PT and so I'm trying to do that. And so it's, an, it's a use of time management it is one of the biggest challenges. And that's the thing about progressive neurological diseases and even progressive diseases in general is that, and there's all sorts of them. We can go through a whole list of them. Lupus is one of them. HIV is another. You have to actively be doing something with those diseases. First thing, if you just have a condition where, you know, I can't think of, if you have cancer, that's not an active progressive condition. It could have progressive side effects yeah but it's not progressive and that that's the thing about progressive diseases is that it's really time management is the key and that that's that's the biggest challenge and it's a frustration because how do you build a schedule around time management and that's something that's not an easy thing to do no because you don't know when you wake up what it's going to be like so you might have let's say your week planned out but you have a day, let's say Tuesday, you wake up and you're in so much pain that you can't really do anything. And it's like now all that stuff you were going to do gets pushed back. So it's, it can be hard to manage your time. I, I mean, I hate to interrupt, but it's even harder because if you have a five-day work week, yeah. it's not you can't show up to work. You right. know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's very, very difficult because things have to get done you know i work a normal work week so when i'm in pain it's like suck up and then tie your boots you know yeah and i don't really use pain management i haven't i'm not a fan of it i see what it does to people i had somebody very close to me who had problems who killed herself um and then and then this played a part in it so i know well aware of what things do. I know what people who are on pain management every 90 days, they have to change their drugs around because they're on serious pain management and you build up resistance. And then for the first 10 days of that cycle, they don't know how that drug's gonna affect them. I mean- And half and the so time it's worse, the I side really effects. I bootstrap pain. I bootstrap pain and I deal with it. 
and I use crutches, which which helps tremendously. And it's unfortunate. And then on top of all that, it's like, and that that one of the things is that I get to work a day from home. Oh, that's good. Once a week, and so smack in the middle of Wednesday, and that's a God saving grace for me. Yeah. No, I. It's it's true. It's like you just have to take what you can get, and I I agree with the pain management. Like I, I know it helps other people, but I noticed I would have um, a lot of more side effects that were worse than the actual like better worse than it was actually helping for. So I'm not on anything either for my pain. You know what it is? There's a lot of good drugs out there. There's medicinal marijuana, yeah. supposedly that that's supposed to be helpful. But you know, I'm not I'm not a medicinal marijuana guy. It's not my thing. You know, you know, I, I have no desire to go down that path. Um, it's it's just that you know, people say, oh, you know, lighting up one of them joints and it's meant to be, or it's a pill. I mean. I don't know enough about it, but but I know that if I'm smoking anything, it's going into my lungs. I mean, come on, yeah, it, it, it can't putting anything hot into your lungs can't be good. I mean, I'm not saying it's the same as cigarettes here, but it can't be good. And I might get some flack for that. And then and you're more than welcome to tweet at me with attaching this injury saying I'm wrong. I'm, I'm the first person that if hot air going into your lungs doesn't hurt it, uh, and you can prove it to me, be my guest, but. I'm also a logistical and realistic person. And you're entitled to your opinion. Not for me. And it's not for everyone. I haven't really done much of anything either. I don't know. I just never really had interest as much. So what, um, so you were saying in the very beginning, because obviously I don't want to talk about like HSP the whole time because that's not who you are as a whole. You were saying you have your own podcast. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my podcast started as a mistake. Um, I've made many mistakes in life, and I just want to make that clear. That had a lot of mistakes have, have had interesting consequences. And so I was actually originally on YouTube, and I had advertising. And this is the, like, 2011 days of YouTube. So this is like eight years ago, almost almost nine years ago, up to this point right now, actually. Uh, think about it. And making money on YouTube, and I was making maybe like six, seven hundred bucks, but I broke their bylaws. Oh. Got, got demonetized. Never got my money, oh. which is probably somewhat illegal, but, but, but it's not the point here. Created a website, was doing written interviews, and then of just people I like, voice actors, wrestlers, comic artists, and then on my website, I was also writing articles. Thought it was a lot easier than it, than it seems. So if you're starting a website, it seems easy. It's rather hard. In case anybody is out there, great experience. You'll learn a lot, but not a cakewalk. And then I said, nobody wants to read. And then I did four episodes, or kind of the preview episodes. And then I started a show where I interview comic writers, artists, voice actors from anime and cartoons, professional wrestlers, typically on the indie scene. And every once in a while, I'll get somebody who is going into WWE or came out of WWE 
or is going to one of the other big promotions, whether that's Impact or Ring of Honor or AEW. I've had people on my show who are in between going into those companies, as well as I do cosplayers because I like speaking to people who can craft really cool costumes. Um, and I'm a fan of all of that stuff. I'm a big wrestling fan. I'm a big anime fan. I love cartoons still. Grew up watching them, and I read a lot of comic books and graphic novels. And so anybody, and then cosplay is just fun to look at because I am involved in the convention scene as a speaker. So that's kind of my wheelhouse and how I built that out. And that, that's something that's just a project to me. Well, that sounds really fun and cool. And you like, you're meeting a lot of really cool people. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of it's over Skype. I've done people from all over the world. I think I've done people from like 30 states now. People from Canada, people uh, from Japan, from Germany, from Spain. I haven't done somebody from France yet. I'm trying to actually interview somebody from Africa, one of the countries in Africa. Africa is not a country, everybody. <laughs> I want to make that clear. It is a continent. There are countries on the continent, but Africa is not a country, at least to my knowledge. Sorry. Um, yeah, but that all sounds, and that probably helps take away, like, your, like, pain in your mind, too. It, like, distracts you, I'm sure, hearing other people's, like, cool things they're doing. Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, a lot of work goes into this, so a lot of research goes into what yeah. I do when I'm interviewing somebody. Um, I treat it like if it was a job. Um, right right now, I'm making like no money or very little on it through, through sort, of, sort of deals and stuff. But a lot of research goes into it. So to build an interview from start to finish, uh, just the research takes anywhere from four to ten hours. So four to ten hours uh, doing the interview usually we do for an hour. And then editing takes another six to ten hours on average. Um, I also pay an editor. Um, that, that takes out some of that work and then I put it out on social media, do all my social media work. Yeah, social so. Media. So a finished product in reality takes anywhere from 12 to almost 20 hours per episode. Um, depending on how big the episode is, how much TLC it needs, you know, and so a lot of the research is fun, doing the interviews fun, but if you're in pain and you have to edit, it is awful. Yeah. And that is not the fun part. That's um, true. <laughs> but also hearing these people speak, um, because a lot of people don't understand that if you're an actor, you know, it's not always easy. And, 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 and a lot of times, even with wrestlers, a lot of inspiration comes out of it. And when you're, when you're going through a hard day, it's fun to hear people speak about being inspirational. It's fun to hear people saying, you know, I've had plenty of bad days and I've had plenty of days where I had my butt kicked in. Um, they don't use those words. Um, <laughs> I've had plenty of things where people talk about injuries. So people, wrestlers in particular, have had broken arms, broken legs, um, other things and talking about that, broken necks sometimes, other issues, torn ACL, torn uh, other things. I don't know what, what another body part next to the ACL is, but speaking about that stuff, it's kind of like, okay, you know, you can understand what pain is 
and telling that story says, okay, maybe it's not so bad for, for the next 10 seconds of my life. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all just about your story and things you've been through. Is there anything else that maybe you want to share, like what your podcast is called, any of your social media links? Oh, boy, I love promoting myself. I love plugging myself. <laughs> I'm a ham when it comes to it. I'm just saying. So anything pop anime comics is mine unless I owe you money. But I'm going to go through the list really quickly. So my podcast is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch of others. It's called Pop Anime Comics Lounge. You can also access it on my website. It's popanimecomics.com. That is P-O-P-A-N-I-M-E. C-O-M-I-C-S dot com. You can follow me on Instagram. That's Pop Anime Comics. You can follow me on Twitter at Pop Anime Comics. I have a Facebook page. And if you guessed Pop Anime Comics, you are correct. I am actually bringing back a show in January where I go through comic book history with some of my personal collection on Facebook Live. I don't exactly have a date when that's coming, but it's going to be a fun experience. Typically, it's going to be 15 minutes, a lot of fun. I have a YouTube channel. That's Pop Anime Comics. I'm working on a podcasting teaching class. So if you follow me on my Facebook page, you could definitely, I'll keep everybody informed on that, but that's going to be an interesting experience if you want to learn how to podcast. Um, and so, yeah, just anything with Pop Anime Comics is mine. If I miss something, um, that's that. I also have a t-shirt. It's on ProWrestlingTees.com. It's an elf holding a steel chair. So if you like really cute elves that look like Zelda and Leafa from SAO combined, holding a chair you know it's kind of a cool shirt it's a way to support what i do it's the only way to support what i do because i can't monetize on youtube because they <laughs> kicked me off and it kicked off everybody else because they kind of screwed everybody else on that one um which i've spoken about on a bunch of other podcasts or you could just listen to tim pool or stephen crowder talk about that because they actually cover it pretty well um but besides that please go buy a shirt that's pop anime comics on pro wrestling tees really cool shirt and if i sell 25 shirts in the next six months, I will have another really cool design coming out. So definitely, if you like that design and how it looks, go support it. And that's everything I got. Well, that all sounds amazing. And I will make sure to post all those links in the description for when the, when the episode comes out. And this has been another week of With Love Alexa. Thanks again, Andrew. 